Lord, we worship you. Emmanuel, God with us. We glorify you. We know you want to meet with us this morning. Because you demonstrated throughout history that you want to meet with us. You want to be with your people. And so right now we come in that sense of receptivity and we ask that you would speak to us by your Holy Spirit. We would not hold back from laying down some of our burdens, some of our ways that we are holding you at bay. And then we, we might trust that you are a good God at every moment. That you have been faithful throughout all the generations and that you will continue to be faithful today, tomorrow and forevermore. Oh Lord, we trust you. You are good. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may take a seat. So it's my privilege this morning to, uh, to, to speak on Christmas Day, and uh, I tell you what, I just felt very strongly as I was preparing this message that it needed to be simple, strip things back in our minds and just focus on, you know, the simplicity of what God has done through Jesus. And today, I would hope that you would grasp the profound simplicity of what Jesus has done and continues to do. You know, some of us are so so self-sufficient and uh, almost there is no need for God. But I pray today that his love would break through and lift your eyes and lift my eyes above the things of this world to glorify the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? By the end of this service, I would hope that some or all or some of us will be on our knees in worship, bowing down in reverence. Yeah, you know, we've been in this series, Faithful in All Seasons, and it's been a great time, almost, again, a simple time of referring back to the way that God has been faithful for all times. Ron brought a message early on, God faithful from the beginning. You know, from Revelations, he declared God's limitlessness and his timelessness and for... All time he's been faithful, amen? God is faithful in all seasons. And then Pastor Kyle brought a message uh, that God is worthy of our trust. Worthy of our trust. Looking at the the prophecies throughout the Old Testament that foretell the coming of Jesus. uh, So we get this amazing picture of God's faithfulness because we're convinced that he has an unwavering commitment to his plan. Uh, that he, he fulfilled his promises in Christ. So how can we not have that kind of confidence in God in his word? Again, God is faithful in all seasons. And yesterday, Pastor Chi uh, brought a great message, uh, God with us in the waiting. And uh, we were inspired to trust, weren't we, even in the waiting, because he is faithful and he's always right on time. God is faithful in all seasons. 
You know, yesterday, uh, after Pastor Chi's message, I was just really strongly reminded of a, a story that I, that I heard, uh, a story of a mother praying for her son. And uh, that mother I met uh, on, on Saturday, and I knew her from when she was, uh, her family was here in the church many, many years ago. They're no longer here. And she told me this story on Saturday about her son, who's now 48 years old told me this story about how she's been praying for him for many, many, many years, for 48 years that he would come to know the Lord. And she would pray and she would describe things in her Bible just about prayers according to scripture that she had and she was pouring out for her son. And she told me of how she would submit, we used to have in this church prayer points and you would submit them at the end of the service and the pastors would pray during the week and uh, she had this interesting kind of job where she would submit these prayer points and then she was also working in the church office so she would receive the prayer points uh, on, a, on a Monday morning and she would collate them and she would always sneak away the ones that she had prayed for her son. And she told me that she had a wad at home, this thick, praying for her son. Faithful in all seasons because... She told me when I asked about her son that I grew up with and it always kind of hung around the church but, you know, hadn't had that uh, faith uh, growing in him. She told me he's had a radical encounter with Jesus just one or two years ago. I've been praying for him for all this time and he's had a radical encounter with Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Nobody witnessed to him. Well, maybe people had, but it hadn't sunk in. But when the Holy Spirit came in power on him, he could not deny it. And now he's living with the Lord in such a powerful way. God is faithful in all seasons, yes? And in the waiting, that's 46 or whatever, 46 years of waiting. That's a lot of waiting. Waiting for your son to come to know the Lord. But I think we can all... We're all, we're all waiting for something in some respect, aren't we? Waiting for the Lord to have a, a move in some area in our life or in our family's life. We can trust that he is able at all times. And today, Christmas Day, the day we celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus, our Lord and Jesus Christ, I can't even say the words, Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, we celebrate that God who is faithful in all seasons, he is here with us today. Amen? He is here with us today. And for many, many of you, as soon as I've said those words, he is here with us, uh, and we've just sung a song, Emmanuel, and your minds are going, yes, Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. The title of our mes- my message is just stirring over in your mind uh, that... That scripture talks about the name that Jesus was given, Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, the, the name Emmanuel was first prophesied in Isaiah, in, in, in Isaiah 7.14. He says, therefore, the Lord will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. The name Emmanuel is mentioned again uh, in the next chapter in, in, verse, uh, in chapter 8 and verse 8. And then not again until the New Testament in Matthew. 
in uh, chapter 1 and verse 23, where the, where the prophecy in Isaiah is referred to again, bringing our attention to the fact that Jesus was the guy that they were referring to back in Isaiah, in the prophecy in the Old Testament. Jesus was the fulfillment of the prophecy. Emmanuel, God with us. Now I just want to read this whole passage now from Matthew chapter 1 and starting at verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take home Mary as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him. And he took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you came as a baby, that your name is Emmanuel, God with us. And we trust you. Lord, I pray that you would just speak this word deeply to our hearts today. In Jesus' name. Now, there's a, a few points of clarification before we move through. Uh, Emmanuel, is it with an I or with an E? Uh, which one is right? Are they both referencing the same guy? Is it kind of like you say, you know, you say tomato and the Americans say tomato? Is it kind of like that thing? It pretty much is. Uh, you know, or like uh, Pastor Chi, he, call, he calls Pastor Sharon, Sharon, or Pastor Kyle, Carl. You know? Same people. Same people, different ways of speaking them. And uh, basically, Emmanuel with an I is referenced in the Old Testament, and we have it up on the screen at the moment. It's the root, it's the root from the Hebrew text, and, and Emmanuel with an E is uh, from the New Testament, and it, is, uh, it be- began in Hebrew, worked through uh, translations to Greek, and went, this is what we have now in English. And uh, it's the same name, Emmanuel with an I or with an E, God with us. All right, we got that cleared up? Amen. Amen. Alright, but hang on. If he was prophetically given this name of, as Emmanuel, why did the angel appear to Joseph and then to Mary separately and tell them to call him Jesus? It's two names. It's a bit confusing. What's going on here? Surely the angel of the Lord had gotten the memo. His name is to be called Emmanuel. And then he goes and says, call him Jesus. Why? Well, let's ask, what what does Jesus mean? What does Jesus mean? Jesus is the Greek form of Joshua or Yeshua, which means the Lord saves. Okay, Jesus 
means the Lord saves, which is really a description of what Jesus came to do. He came to save. Whereas Emmanuel, God with us, is a description of who he was. And he still is today. So he has two names to describe what he came to do and who he was. Jesus, Emmanuel. God is here with us and he has came to save. Two great descriptors right there in his name. He is with us right now and he came to save. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We can say that right now, can't we? Thank you, Jesus. Just in your name, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. He came to save. And every time we mention his name, every time we mention his name, Jesus, he came to save. We are, we are reminding ourselves and we're reminding those around us of who he is and what he came to do. Jesus, Emmanuel. He did not just come to save us from our sins from a distance and help us get a place in heaven. No, his name states that he came in the flesh to dwell with us. This was his nature and this was his name. Amen. You know, I believe, uh, I believe the most explicit God with us reference uh, to Jesus comes from the introduction to John's Gospel where, where John starts by introducing the Word as God. Uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then he follows that up in John 1.14 by describing the Word as taking on human form. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. You know, the Word, with a capital W that John describes here is Jesus, who is God and he became and dwelt who who became and dwelt among us. That is profound. He dwelt among us. God is not far off. God is not distant. God is with us. Amen? Later in the Gospel of John, uh, Jesus gave some last experience instructions to his disciples on the evening of his betrayal and during that time Philip asked uh, uh, Jesus show us the father show us who we want to know who the father is show us the father in John 14 8 and Jesus responded with anyone who has seen me has seen the father anyone who's seen me has seen the father Jesus was God with them Jesus is God with us When people saw Jesus, they saw God. Imagine how far-fetched that would have sounded. Imagine me declaring today, you know, looking in here, I'm just a a normal guy, but, you know, if you see me right in here, I'm God. Well, I'm not. not, That's not heresy that I'm saying there. But imagine what it would have been like for the people of those that day, looking at God. You would laugh me out of town. You would laugh. Many did laugh Jesus out of town. Imagine the stir he called. But people followed him. People followed him. And like his disciples uh, said after his death, when they were walking on the road to Emmaus, trying to understand what had gone on, 
Were not our hearts burning within us when he talked to us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They knew this guy was different. When he spoke, our hearts burned. When we read the word of God, sometimes our hearts burn within us and we can't help it. It's like the heart, the, the, it's burning. Because the Holy Spirit is so much on that. On the word of God, was on Jesus that there was a physical reaction. He was no regular Joe. The words he said didn't just make sense to, uh, to his mind or to the people of the hearer's mind. They lifted their spirits and it lifts my spirits today when I call out the name Jesus. I don't know who among you does this, but I tell you, when I'm, when I'm just down and in the dumps, I just call out the name Jesus. Because he saves. He takes you on a journey and you walk with him and he, he, he puts your mind back on truth. Wonderful counsellor, mighty God, prince of peace. All of those things are invoked as we call out the name of Jesus, God with us. <coughs> and then in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, the author says that the son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. So when we see Jesus, we see his radiance, the glow of God's glory. Jesus fully represents God in the flesh. Jesus, according to the author of Hebrews, is Emmanuel, God with us. God with us. You know, it has always been God's aim to dwell with us. Always been his aim to dwell with us. Dwell with us, to be with us. His presence was in the Garden of Eden, where it was beautiful until sin created a distance. And then there was the tent of meeting, which held the Ark of the Covenant, uh, where only the priests could go on behalf of God's people. But he was there with his people. He was there. And then there was the Son of God, Jesus, God in the flesh, who was born to Mary and Joseph, who physically lived for 33 years and made his home among us and finally making way by his death and resurrection, purifying the sin of all who believe in him once and for all, making himself a holy people, not reliant on their good deeds, but on the righteousness of Jesus, the perfect holy son of God and paving the way for the Holy Spirit. God is spirit who dwells with us today through those who know him. Amen. And this, my friends, is the gospel. This is the good news of Jesus Christ that we celebrate today. This is good news worthy of declaring at his birth, at Easter, by his death, and every day of our lives by the way we live. Amen? You know, there are a few truths, there are a few truths that, that I really want to emphasize. That his very presence with us affords us. First one is his presence with us means that we can be strong and courageous in the middle of the battle. Strong and courageous in the middle of battle. How many of you have been in a battle this year? There's many been in a battle this year. 
But but as God promised Moses, he also promises us. In Deuteronomy 31.6, he says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He goes with you. He will never leave you. And he will never forsake you. Amen? This is good news. Some of you really needed to hear that today and you face really deep loss that many of us will never understand. Be strong, be courageous, for he who is with you today will never leave you. His very presence with us also means that he is closer than a brother. Proverbs 18.24 says a man of many companions may come to ruin But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. You know, sometimes true friends uh, can be even more loyal than blood family. And while Solomon might not have been referring directly to Jesus, the description of him certainly fits. He is the believer's true friend. And he is with us today by his spirit, ministering to us, counselling, guiding and filling us. And so close that he wanted to be. And as Jesus promised in John 14, 16, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot receive him because it neither sees him or knows him, but you do know him for he abides with you and will be in you. Amen. His presence is with us through the Holy Spirit. But so much more than a feeling or a vapour in the room, He is a person and He is close and He is right in front of us here. His desire is to have a relationship and to walk with us through the highs and the lows in the pain and in the pain. You know, in this church, we are not just building a, a nice set of programs of activities based around some kind of old, faded religion. In this church, God is building a group of people here that exist together as the body of Christ to pursue him with abandon. Abandon. To demonstrate to the world that God is here with us and he wants to be known. So today, this is Christmas Day, God with us, Emmanuel... This is us demonstrating to the world that God is here with us and he wants to be known. He wants to be known, not just to us, but beyond us. It says it in his name. He came to save and he's God with us right now. Christmas is not just about tinsel on a tree and some presents and too much food. No, Christmas is the time when we stop and we mark the fact that God that God sent his son in the flesh, and why would we not want to worship him? Why would we not want to worship him? Worship him. Lift him. Worship him. Lift him up. And finally, his very prayer. Finally, his very eyes lifts our eyes greater to his greater purpose. As I was preparing for this message, as I was preparing for this message, there was something really powerful in the way it was chosen in our main day. You know, we read it before in Matthew chapter 1. 
Uh, once Joseph knew Mary was pregnant with child and, and the child wasn't his, you know, that was a problem. That was a problem. And he planned to divorce her quietly because he was a good man of the law and, you know, he didn't want to embarrass Mary either. She was a young lady and, uh, you know, the cultural time didn't favour young divorced women with child. And in many ways, it makes sense. They weren't quite married yet. Let's keep this clean, quiet. Let's push it aside. Nobody have to get hurt. But then it takes an unexpected visit from an angel of God to lift Joseph's eyes from his current predicament to God's greater plan. Far beyond Joseph and Mary's capability, but it was an invitation into something only God could bring about. And God was saying to Joseph, are you on board with me? Are you on board with me and what my plans are? And the two things that became so clear to him in that meeting with the angel that changed his mind about Mary and moving forward into marriage was, number one, the angel revealed the name Jesus. And secondly, Joseph would have been reminded in that moment immediately of the prophecy about a virgin birth in Isaiah calling the child Emmanuel. God with us. That hit him over the head. God with us. God who saves. And God is effectively saying through the angel, Joseph, I'm choosing you to be his earthly father. Are you on this train? There is this something far greater about what I'm doing here, Joseph. And I want to bring you into understanding what my purposes in this world are about. Are you going to revert back and live life for yourself in safety or are you going to lift your eyes to an eternal purpose? I want you to know by by his names that I am giving you uh, uh, that he will save the world and he will be with you and all those who believe in him and his name forevermore. And every time you call his names, you will be declaring of who he was and what he came to do. Today, church, we don't need an angel to change our perspective or invite us on this journey to a destination far greater than our circumstance. Jesus proves in his birth that he is with us and that he is ready to save. It's in his name, Emmanuel, God with us. I'm just going to ask you, Uh, to stand with me now. And we're just going to pray. We're just going to pray. And I'm going to ask that the Holy Spirit would speak powerfully to each one of us just in the way that we need to hear. Holy Spirit, come. So when I walked into the prayer room this morning, a brother of mine was praying his heart out. 
And he just asked, Lord, would you strip back everything in our mind so we can just focus on the simplicity of what God has done in Jesus? And then I knew that this message was right today. Because that's what we're here asking you to do. Strip back in our minds all the things that we cloud our minds with. Whether it's thinking about lunch after this or dinner or we're thinking about our struggles that we have to come in 2024 or the pain we've had in 2023. Let's strip back and be sure that God is with us. That he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. That he is closer than a brother. So close that if you know him as your Lord and Saviour, His spirit is deposited in you. And you're walking close with the Holy Spirit who lives within you. And that he is calling us to a greater purpose than our own. Just as he called Joseph just by telling him two names. Jesus who comes to save And God with us. Lord, would you help us strip back our minds and our preconceived ideas about what, who we are and what you are doing and just focus on the simplicity that you are present right now. And that is the very thing that we celebrate at Christmas. We thank you, Lord, We thank you, Lord. We thank you that you are God with us. I pray, Lord, as we leave this place today and as we go out and we utter the name Jesus, Emmanuel, that we know and it would just be reminding us continually of what you came to do and who you are. We glorify you, Lord. You're so good. Have your way in us. And if there are those today who do not know the Lord as your Lord and Saviour, and you are sensing the tug on your heart and your mind, that there is more to explore. I've shared the gospel this morning. That Jesus came... Save us from our sins. He died on the cross. He rose again. And today we stand washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. We can be invited into his presence and approach God boldly because he sees us as he sees Jesus. And all the sin and all the pain and all the hurt of the past is washed away. 
we walk boldly into your presence and we can call you Father and we can love you and tell you how we love you and you tell us how much you love us. If you want to know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour today, feel free. We would love to come and share that great gospel message with you after the service. We're going to have the prayer team up the front if anyone wants to come for prayer. For any reason. But if you want to come to know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, please come and we will join together and pray. Amen.